Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Voices from the Northeast podcast. We have a fantastic Series 3 ahead. Just so many new voices, so many interesting stories to share with you. And now that restrictions are changing, I've been out and about so much more for this series um, and, and just been able to pull some fascinating stories um, from the Northeast together for you. It's going to be a blast. Let's get started. James, run the theme tune. Welcome to the podcast, people. Born in North Dean Colliery. I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion police after all this time. She went flying over me, Paul, into Bustelli. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> then I'll begin. It is lovely to be back. Thank you, everyone who's tuning in and listening every time we release an episode. Thank you so much to everyone who is sharing the episodes with friends and family. We are at over 1,100 and something listens the other night, which is just great. It's lovely to think we're sharing the show with so many people and that so many people are interested in listening to all these stories. I've got loads planned for Series 3, just loads. Um... And actually, it's one of the reasons I'm slightly late in coming back. I said I would be back right at the start of September, and we're now nearly at the end. But actually, that's because, um, A, work is rather busy, and, you know, this is what I do in the thing I call spare time. Uh, But secondly, it's actually that I've been out recording interviews with loads of new people. I've done some fantastic recordings with people that I really cannot wait to share on the show, and I think you're going to love um, all still northeast voices, um, and particularly southeast Northumberland at the minute. But there's just some really exciting episodes in series three. Some some stories you, I hope you won't know of, won't have heard of. Um, still plenty familiar voices, and don't worry, Neil and Eleanor King will be back. <laughs> anyway, we are going to kick this first episode off. There's a little joke there for you. We're going to kick this episode off with a football special. Now, we have a very proud history of football in the Northeast, a very proud history. And the town of Ashington and North Seton have a very, very proud history of football. Uh, my dad used to play for North Seton Football Club, and he has told me many, many a story from the North Seton Football Club days uh, when I was a kid, whether I wanted to listen or not. And um, so I was really, really pleased when I got the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to go along to their reunion and it was great this is a load of guys meeting up at the Ashton Cricket Club and instantly falling back into jokes they used to crack with each other in the 70s picking up all sorts of stories and it was just lovely and I felt very very privileged to be invited into their circle for an evening to just go around them with my little microphone and record the odd snippet of an interview And I've got a few bits I'm going to share with you tonight. What I will say is several of the interviews were recorded whilst everybody was in the room. And if you've been in the cricket club, it's got wooden floors and a low ceiling. So there's a lot of background noise. I could not do anything about that. (laughs) 
before we dive into um, some of the interviews and the really good sound clips I've got tonight, I want to share with you just this little bit that is a really good introduction to the type of night it was. There's a lot of photographs around, a lot of guys talking to each other and reminiscing and remembering teammates. Um, and actually, it's the one time where I'm really happy with the noise in the background and the noise in the foreground. It really works, and I think it sets the tone. So I'm going to play a little snippet of this. You will hear a regular voice of my dad talking to some of the other guys um, at the reunion. So enjoy this little clip. 67-68-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-69-
electricity eventually was supplied by the quarry. Uh, the, 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 the blocks, the netties, and the toilets were across the road. Is that right, Jim? You've been out on a beer all night. It gets to three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you're caught short, so you've got to get something on. You've got to cross the road, go to the boat, and then it's pitch black. You can't see it, you know. Anyway, that was. Uh, That's by the boy. <laughs> that was the exciting bit. Uh, in 1859, the first of two schools was built, were built. Um, in 1876, there was two chapels built. Now, one was the Methodist chapel. What was the other one? Wesleyan. Right, which eventually became part of the Methodist thing anyway. In the schoolroom. So, and, and you know, there was clubs grew up like, like the Boys' Brigade. The Sunday school was run by Jim's dad every, every week, as was the church. Incredible bloke, amazing. Um, the, 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 the seeds of football were, were grown at the Boys' Brigade because we, we had a football team there which just played other brigades in the and I remember a match against Ashington Boys Brigade and we won 21 nothing. <laughs> that was close, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the blind school of Ashington. <laughs> 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 Are you sure they had a team on the The Farmans, the Williamsons. Hey, what a team. Anyway, uh, so uh, then they built the Miners Learning Hall, which was a formal point of the village. So it was a big hall for our children's gala, the wedding reception. Uh, there was a band room for the brass band, which was terrific. That won many, many competitions, uh, uh, picnics and whatnot. Um, billiards room, four tables. We, uh, we played many a uh, game of uh, snooker, jute, as it was called. Uh, then there was outside tennis courts, bowling green, flower garden, football pitches, cricket pitch, I think, uh, kids play area, lots of things, lots of events, and, and that was the kind of uh, the, the start of the football team because that obviously used the facilities that were made available and also had um, some, some excellent uh, players to uh, to uh, put in the team. Um, very close-knit community. Uh, everybody knew everybody else uh, and, and, uh, and were there to help each other. Um, this uh, particular strip, you may be wondering. <laughs> it's on one of those photographs. And it's one of the original ones, believe it or not. And uh, so it's... it's <laughs> But yeah, they were uh, the original one, black and white room, so there was no room for any red and white We were, uh, no scene was, was uh, played in the CISO League, which was the Coal Industry Social Welfare Organization. Village, pit village in the area had a team. Balls End, Shilbottle, Nelson, 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 Nelson,
and so I, when, when I kind of came in, when when Jim was uh, uh, in the team, and, and I, I was there in a watching brief uh, initially, uh, the original team was uh, the one that I used to go and see, probably late 50s, early 60s. Uh, I think uh, it wouldn't be uh, untrue to say there was a mixture of, uh, of real hardness uh, but skill. If the last pair these days would be set up. You record. But you know, players like Gorak, Edgar, and uh, it Jimmy Blackburn, uh, uh, Ray Wilkinson, uh, Jimmy Robinson, Santa Fara, some terrific players. Used to really enjoy it. I think we used to go along Always to watch them. on a regular basis. Uh, the team was run by Rocky Crisp. And he lived just across the road from the changing rooms. And what used to happen at the end of the game, Rocky would trot across and come back with a, a, an enamel pail uh, full of coffee. <laughs> they mixed up, and there was your, your drink, your coffee for the end of the <laughs> Can you remember that? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Davis and Star. Jerry should have been here tonight, but uh, he's uh, apparently opted out because of his bloody golden wedding day.
came from the uh, where did you come from? It was honestly so much fun to record this and I'm I'm quite upset really that the sound isn't better but I should have really known better that we weren't going to get great sound in, in a hall like that. I'm so pleased Alan's speech, um, long though it might seem to a listener, um, has come out well because you can hear 
the the love in in his voice for the team and you can tell by listening to his voice that while he's talking he has gone back in time while he's he's reminiscing there and everybody sat listening was exactly the same you could you could just see do you know it sounds strange but you could see younger smiles on people's faces if that makes sense because they were all back in the 70s all just reliving some amazing moments out of their life it was wonderful it was very special to be able to be in amongst that for for a few hours i say a few hours because i was there a few hours then i left them to it and i know that most of them did not return home until the early morning hours (laughs) so it was a very good night now i've got a few other little snippets that i'm going to try and share with you um I'm going to share a little interview here that I got with um, a guy called Dennis Mundy, who I spoke to because, weirdly enough, when I sat down and spoke to him just initially having a bit chat, his accent is not local. <laughs> and you'll see why. So I switched the mic on and, and we did a very short interview and it's really lovely and really interesting stuff. So here's Dennis. Enjoy. started 74, something like that. Till about maybe 76, 77. That, I mean, after most of them. Yeah. And what's your sort of standout memories of playing for the team? <laughs> well, just having a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone got on well. We, we used to go training at um, Longest, because Bob, Bob Taylor used to work there. He was like a housemaster at the school. Oh, okay. So we used to go, they had a big barn, we used to go training there. And then I used to come back here for a couple of nights and stuff. But just a good, just a good bunch of lads. And I, I hadn't long moved up here. But I was going to say the accent gives that a, a whiff. Well, I moved up here in '74 because um, I met and married um, Bob and Alan's sister, Julia, oh, okay, who sadly yeah. passed away yeah. later on. But we, we split up later on. But, um, so that's how I got to know, you know, the lads. And obviously they both play for us in cricket club. Yeah, and yeah. And sort of stuff. So I just got on through that. And I mean, I mean, they're just a good bunch of lads, sort of thing, you know. I, mean, I do remember the standard of football was really, really good. Yeah, everyone said that. that the you go across the park now, and it's not, you know, it, it's a shame because across the people's park up until maybe two or three years ago, they were like, well, maybe a bit longer, but they used to have four or five matches on. So we used to go across for a crack. And then you missed a miss a goal, and of course there's no actual replay. But now I think they've only got two pitches, and it's not always used, and it's just a shame. But, um, but it was, it was a decent standard of football. I mean, you had Ashton Reserves, you had Nelson, Shankhouse, they were all good sides, all good players. A lot of the players used to play on a Sunday as well for other teams. It's just when the pitches were Yeah. <laughs> and you used to get the, uh, it's the same as in your, the, the football you see on the telly. You had the hatchet in there. You know, it's all part of the game and that. You, you, you'd come off the pitch knowing you'd been in a game and all this. That was enjoyable. And as I say, it's, it was a bit of camaraderie as well. You know, you, you, I, don't know if, I don't know if you get that now. I'm not too sure. I don't think that, because there aren't half as many teams playing. Well, those, a lot of those leagues that the guys are talking about, the welfare league and things like that just don't exist, do they? Now. Yeah. 
I don't know what it is. I just think I don't think the kids. When I finished playing for an all season, as I say, I used to go across the park and watch the football. And some of the lads that were playing were well into their forties. Some of them. And it was obviously they loved the game, and they were still fit enough. But I think sadly it, it was sort of like that the youngins weren't taking it up. So it was like the sort of well, all right then, I'll play another season sort of stuff. But as I say, the standard across there now it's like not as high as it was when um, when all these clubs were, were playing. You know. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Sadly, we are at the end of the episode. Um, Out of all of the things I've recorded, I think I've shared with you the most audible um, out of that. So I apologise that there are lots of other bits I recorded that night, but I just think you will struggle, even with headphones in, to focus on the conversations. It's a bit of a shame, but never mind. What I would like to say is next week, and this I think is the first time I've ever been able to say it on next week's show... On next week's show, I'm going to share with you a fantastic interview, in fact, a couple of interviews, with the people who are behind the Cresswell Tower. Now, Cresswell Tower, down in Cresswell, if you've ever, like I've done, gone down to the Drift Cafe or gone for a walk along the beach, you'll have seen the Peel Tower. It's behind a wall, it's at the top of the field, it's right next to the caravan park, and for decades, it's been closed to the public and sadly left to rack and ruin. Well, it's open to the public now, and in next week's episode, you're going to find out all about how it went from being rack and ruin to being open to the public, and you're going to learn a little bit about its history, and it's really fascinating stuff, so I hope you will tune back in. should come out next weekend. Take care, everybody. Please keep sharing the show with your friends and your family the way you have been, and please get in touch with the show if you would like to talk to me about it any kind of story from the northeast take care of yourselves stay safe and well bye bye